Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Daryl Finkson. Turning the Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Anybody got keys this morning? Theron, you got your keys with you? I want you to see this. Now, I don't want you, I want them to see. That's Theron's keys. You'd think he's important. He's got a key to everything. I asked him this week, I said, do you know where they go? You know, there's no, this morning we're going to be talking about keys of the kingdom. We've been talking about kingdom culture. And uh, if you have your keys with you this morning, I, I just... I want, you know, Jesus would often, when he taught, he would use something visible to talk about something that's invisible. Talk about a truth that is spiritual. And I want us to think about keys this morning in a sense of way, but very familiar, in order that we might understand the reality of what's available to us in the kingdom of God. Uh, Have you ever found a key you didn't know where it went? Yeah. Some of you may have keys on your keychain. You're not sure where they go. And if you're like me, I try three or four before I find the right one that fits the lock. So what I do is I put them all in a certain order on my key ring. Some of them, and here's the thing, Quickset makes all kinds of keys. I mean, not all, all kinds of locks. I have keys that look alike that fit different things. The whole idea is I've got to understand the purpose of keys, but I've also got to understand how the keys work and what they work on and different things. We're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture where Jesus talks about the keys of the kingdom. And the keys of the kingdom are given to those who have a revelation of Jesus. Matthew 16, verse 13. I want you to read, uh, see this with me, would you? Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not, has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It wasn't that Jesus was... Wanting to know what the people thought about him. He, he knew what the people were saying about him. He was wanting his disciples, his student in, students in this new kingdom life to know who he is. Who do you say that I am? Now, when they were repeating what the people said, the people would go back to the past to identify him. They tended to identify Jesus with the ones they saw as great in the past. Some say 
John the Baptist. You carry the character and the message of John the Baptist. Others, fire and intensity of Elijah. And if the others, the prophetic power of Jeremiah or the other prophets. This is still, I think, our problem today. So many identified Jesus with the past greatness, with the past giftedness, with the past goodness. Even the death and resurrection is always something in the past. And it seems to have no present tense revelation. It's who Jesus was. Who other people say he was. What the Bible says he was. But no present tense revelation. Simon Peter speaks up and he says, You are the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus tells Peter that he's to be congratulated. Blessed are you, son of John, because you didn't get this by yourself. You didn't come up with this by yourself. You didn't get this from the teaching of the day or by the teaching of the past. You got this by the unfolding of, your fa- of the Father in heaven. And then Jesus tells Peter, upon this rock, he says, Peter, you're, you're going to be called Peter, Petros, which means small stone. And upon this rock, Petra, he says, this foundation stone, I'm going to build my church. Upon this rock, this rock, this foundation of the revelation of the Father, this present tense revelation of who Jesus is, I'm going to build my church. And in the word church, we usually think of it in religious terms. But Jesus was using a word, a Greek word, ekklesia, which was coined by Rome, basically. And the word, the word meant called out ones. Upon... This revelation, I'm going to build my called out ones. And it's a word that the the Caesar used for the Senate. The Senate were the called out ones, the ecclesia of Rome. They were the called out ones that would know the mind of the king and legislate it into the nations. The equipped citizenry. And Jesus uses that same term to say... And upon this revelation, I'm going to build my equipped citizenry that knows the mind and the purpose of the king and will bring it into this world, into this time. And he says, then he says in Matthew 16, verse 19, I want to read it out of the New American Standard because that's the way the Greek actually says it. It says, I will give you, this equipped citizenry, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. To those who have this revelation of who Jesus is, not just who he was, not just what he's done, but who he is right now living among living at the right hand of the Father, sending His Spirit to be in us. He's giving the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to notice something. It's the keys to the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom uh, keys to the kingdom to heaven. 
It's not keys to the kingdom. It's keys of the kingdom. Jesus is the key to the kingdom. But he said, I'm going to give you keys of the kingdom. What Jesus is saying is he's offering us a life that lives by the power of another kingdom, by God's rule, by God's realm, from his power, from his place. He's offering us keys that can tap into the resources which are literally out of this world, beyond this world. And Jesus said to his disciples in Luke chapter 8 verse 10, he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To you it's been given to know, to perceive the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The Amplified says it, To you it has been given to come progressively to know and to recognize and understand more strongly and clearly the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. Basically, Jesus said, I've given you the keys of another kingdom and you can come to know and learn how to use them and they'll work for you the same way they worked for me. Keys. What's the big deal about keys? Four words I want to share with you this morning. Keys, first of all, represent access. A key gives you instant access to everything or to anything that the key opens. Or shuts. You have access to it. You have the secret is knowing what the key opens. If you look at your keys, you know, do you know what locks they open or what they lock up? The key of the king, the keys of the kingdom gives us immediately access to all the resources that they unlock. In other words, all the resources of heaven. It's the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. I think we limit ourselves by trusting and believing only in what we can see with our eyes and reason out with our minds. This is kind of a continuation of last Sunday about a supernatural life. Because most of us don't realize it, but we've been raised and educated in a sensory society. If I can't see it, if I can't feel it, if I can't touch it, if I can't learn about it, if I can't know it, then it it can't be true. Well, I want you to know there's a lot of things in this life you can't sense and you can't figure out, and they're absolutely real. God is real. We limit ourselves. A kingdom mindset changes your perspective. It, Paul says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. How do we see the unseen? By revelation. How do we know what we can't know by sense, by revelation? Jesus was saying, I'm giving you, those who get a revelation from me, those who understand how to walk in revelation and kingdom perspective, I will give access to the resources of that world. Well, what does that look like? The Old Testament tells a story in 2 Kings chapter 6, Verses 15 through 18, that Elisha, he and his servant Gehazi are, are in a town called Dothan. Now, Elisha has been getting revelation from God and telling the Israel and the, the armies what's going on in the king's house. So he knows the king's strategy. And he's been, he's been telling the, the, the soldiers of Israel 
all the king's strategy of what he's going to do. And so the king's saying, we've got to get this guy. We've got to get this guy. And so he sends out his armies and say, they surround Dothan. And Gehazi, the servant, goes out in the morning and he all of a sudden, he sees the enemy surrounding him. And he runs back to Elisha and he tells him, Lord, the enemy has surrounded us. And Elisha comes back with something that that guy can't understand. He says, they that are with us are more than they that are with them. I bet you Gehazi said, you hadn't seen them. You know, you must have had pizza for supper last night. Something's up. And then Elisha says this. He says, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And Gehazi is given a perspective and all of a sudden he sees sees the host of the angels of the Lord's host that's surrounding the enemy that's surrounding them. And all of a sudden he sees what Elisha has seen. They that are with them are more than they that are against them. What happened? God allowed, Elisha prayed and God allowed Gehazi a key into another realm. He had access, perspective into another realm. A realm for Elisha that was more real than the enemy that surrounded him. Now the story goes on. Elisha asks him to blind the enemy. He blinds, they're blinded and they're groping their way. He leads them back to his forces and they they could be slaughtered or anything. And, and Elisha says, let them go back and tell them about this God. What I'm trying to say is, if you can see from another perspective, you can hear from another realm by which you can walk out something that God intends to do in this world that could not be possible apart from Him. Keys of the kingdom give you access into another realm that you don't have access to apart from a revelation of God. The next word is authority. Keys represent authority. If you possess a key to a place, it means you have authority in that place. If you have a key to the car, you have authority in that car. You, you, it is, you have the right to use it for what it was meant Your boss gives you a key to the store or to the office. By doing so, he shows not only that he trusts you, but he also that he's delegated a certain amount of authority to you. The key to your house means that you have authority there. Unless you're a kid. Your parents have authority there. The one who gave you the key has authority there. Jesus is saying, for those who know me for who I am, those who have this present tense revelation, I'm giving you authority, the same authority I have, you have. Here's the keys. He gives us access. He gives us authority. There's another word that relates, but I want to use it because it's important. The keys represent authorization. The key authorizes you it's similar to authority but the difference is the authorization means that you've been given the authority to act in the name or in the stead of whoever gave you the key 
by giving you the keys of the kingdom, Jesus is giving you authorization to act in His name on earth. How many times you see in Scripture, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, it will be done for you. Before, you've not asked in my name, but now I'm giving you authorization to ask in my name. I'm giving you keys into this kingdom, and in my name, demons will flee. In my name, disease will leave. In my name, the dead will rise. In other words, he's given us authorization to use his name for the authority to do his will on earth as it is in heaven. The keys are the key to answering the Lord's prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Keys. It gives you access, it gives you authority, it gives you authorization. Jesus sent out the twelve, his twelve disciples, in Matthew 10, 7 and 8. He says, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now that part, we don't, boy, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is within reach. That's easy to say. And then he says, demonstrate it. Look at verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. I give you authority. I give you authorization. I give you access into a realm by which you can change what's going on in this world. Because just as you freely receive, freely give, God gives us incredible authority and authorization to represent Him on this earth. He literally delegates the authority of heaven to be used on earth to accomplish His purposes and defeat the devil's works. That leads us to the next thing. The the key word is the key represents power. Whoever gives you the keys gives you the power at the same time. You have power over what you possess the key for. When Jesus gives us keys of the kingdom of heaven, he gives us heaven's power, dunamis. The problem is not the key. The problem is believing the one who gave us the key and knowing how to use it. You see, most of us think, well, yeah, that was the apostles. They can do that. Well, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out 70. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Verse 9 says, And heal the sick and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. And they go out and do it. In verse 17, it says, These 70 returned to with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. You see that? The demons are subject to To us in your name. We have power and authority and authorization from you. And they respond. And they're excited about the demons being subject to them. And he says to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you all authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. How much power of the enemy? All the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt hurt you. Now, you do know I'm not talking about physical keys. The keys are principles by which God has given over to us, by which we can live, and we can live from another realm. 
They're principles by which the kingdom of heaven operates. They're gifts and abilities that come with the revelation of who Jesus is. Not just who He was or even who He will be. It's the, it's the revelation of who Jesus is right now. It's a present tense revelation. Who do you say that He is? Well, how do you get this? When we learn and believe and come to understand the principles of these keys, all of heaven is available to us. But how do we get it? By receiving and responding to the revelation of Jesus Christ and His kingdom. Now, I want to say something to you. This, this, that's why I preached last Sunday. What happens is we let this be mere talk. We let it be words and teaching. We let it be a good Bible study. God didn't give us, you know, what, how many of you will want to carry keys you have no use for? Besides Theron. <laughs> we you know, we have a box of keys in there that we don't use anymore. Let's throw them away. You see, here's the problem. We allow the teachings of Jesus to remain teaching and not truth to our life. How do I walk in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in a present tense revelation of Jesus Christ? I seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then all these other things will be added to me. All these keys will be added to me. If I'm really seeking Jesus as I walk through life, I'm saying, Jesus, what are you doing? Open my eyes that I can see what you're doing. I walk into a situation, you feel the tension in the room, you feel the problem, you feel it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You sense it. Instead of saying, man, somebody's upset. Say, God, what are you up to? What are you doing right now? Lord, would you let me, would you open my eyes to see what you are seeing? And then respond accordingly. When he gives you revelation, you have the authority to act on the revelation he gives you. Yeah, but I might be embarrassed. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if it'll work. How many of you ever struck out in baseball? Anybody ever struck out in baseball? Well, some of y'all are good batters. <laughs> or good liars. You know, a guy that's hitting 350 means that he strikes out. I mean, he, he misses seven out of ten times. He's considered an incredible batter. What do I, well, what if I miss? What if I miss it, preacher? What if I? What if I strike out? What if it didn't doesn't work? Swing again. Well, what if it doesn't work then? Swing again. Well, what if it? What if it's, what if it's a curveball? Home run. Here's what I'm trying to tell you: Most of us don't think about the kingdom when we're living our daily lives. He's given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven to bring the, the, His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we'll seek first His kingdom, He's given us access, authority, authorization, and power to bring it to pass. The problem is not what He's given us. The problem is that we don't understand it and we think it's a teaching and not a lifestyle. It's a kingdom study and not a kingdom culture when you walk into a situation 
Have you ever thought about asking God, what does he want to do here? God, what are you up to? You're living and active. You're present tense. You're right here. You live in me. You're here now. The resurrection power, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in me. And, and you can do anything you want to do. So what do you want to do? Now listen to me. I'm not saying do what you want done. I'm saying you have access and authority and authorization for what he wants done. So I live looking for revelation to respond to. I don't go out looking for demons to cast out. I go out willing to cast out demons when you run into them. Is that different? The kingdom... After Jesus' baptism and temptation, he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. He stood up in the synagogue and he read in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. You'll recognize if I say it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he's anointed me to proclaim the good news. That's what it says, what we're used to hearing. Look at it in the message. It says, God's Spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor. He sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burdened and the battered free, to announce this is God's year to act. 2019 is God's year to act. Guess how He's going to act? He's going to act through us who get His revelation and respond accordingly. He's going to back up what He is producing. He's given us the keys. When Jesus rose from the grave in resurrection life, He appeared for 40 days to His disciples, and He said these words in John 20, verse 21 and 22. He says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Jesus began his ministry understanding his purpose as an equipped citizen to bring to God's kingdom on earth as it was in heaven. He walked it out. He paid the price in death and sacrifice, was buried, and he rose victorious. And in Matthew 28, he stood before his disciples, before he ascended, and he said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And John would have said it this way, As the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. Matthew says it this way, Now you go. Now you go. Well, we can't do what Jesus did. All authority has given to me. Now I'm giving you the keys. Now you go. Make students of this new kingdom life. Baptizing them in my name, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to do, observe all the things that I've commanded you. And listen, I'm with you, even to the end of the age. I'm giving you the keys. 
You have access. You have authority. You have authorization. You have my power. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. What's our excuse? Well, maybe the problem is not even an excuse. Maybe the problem is that He only gives the these things to those who have a revelation of who He is. Maybe the problem is my Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. Maybe the problem is that Jesus died on the cross, was buried and rose again and ascended to the Father. And someday when I die, I'm going to see all this stuff. Maybe I believe all that I've been taught and not what God's revealing. And so I live my life in drudgery and dread, in pain and problems, waiting for God to take me home so I can get out of all of this. And Jesus said, I've given you the keys to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. I've given you the power to live it. Trust me. And so what I'm saying is, maybe we don't even believe Him. Some do. And they live in a whole different way. Maybe there's another problem. Maybe the problem is my own motives. Sometimes I ask and I ask amiss. In other words, let me, let me see if I can help you understand it. Do I want to cast out demons because I would be seen as a demon chaser or a demon caster? You know, I want to cast out demons. I want to be one that casts out demons. Or do I want demons cast out? I'm so sick of what demons are doing to our society. I want to stand up and invite the kingdom of God here. Do I want to be a healer? Do I want to be able to speak to disease and see it flee? Do I want the most? In other words, I want to be a healer. Or do I want to see disease healed? I hate cancer. I hate Alzheimer's. You understand? The difference is in my motive. Do I want to raise do I want to be a person who can raise the dead? Or do I want to see dead things come to life? So I can either be in unbelief or I can be in presumption wanting to, wanting the kingdom of God to do something for me. Or I can be a person that says, Lord Jesus, you're alive in me through the person of your Holy Spirit. Would you let me seek, set my mind, have a mindset set on you that so much is in my life that no matter what I walk into, I'm walking into it with my eyes set on you to see what you're doing. Don't let me just see what's wrong. Let me see how, to, how you want to deal with what's wrong. Don't let me just see disease. I want to see how you want to deal with this disease. Don't let me just see death. I want to know what you're going to make live here. And then I participate. Well, what if it doesn't work? Strike one. What if you try it ten times and it doesn't work? Strike ten. Maybe eleven's a home run. See, it's not about my success. 
It's not about me doing it. It's about what He's doing in me and through me. Luke chapter 10. We talked about they came back having seen the demons being subject to them in His name. And Jesus says, I've given you all this authority. But in verse 20, He says something different. But don't, take, don't just rejoice because you have authority. Rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Don't you see this in the message translation? All the same, the great triumph is not in your authority over evil. It is in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. The Apostle Paul could cast out demons. No, he couldn't. But Jesus could through Apostle Paul. And when they wanted to uplift and make Paul somebody, we're going to call you Zeus, he said, no way. I'm just a man just like you. It's God who is the authorizer. It's God who gives us access. It's God who is the authority. It's God who's given the power. Folks, listen. We can change our world if we'll set our mind on things above and bring it into reality on earth. I got a feeling God's wanting to do a lot in Lampasas with a people who will set their mind on Him and get the keys of His authority and change our world. I challenge you, the next problem you see, to lift your eyes above the problem and ask God what He's doing. The impossible thing that you think can't be changed. I just ask you, Lord, what do you see here? I'm talking about living in a personal relationship with Jesus that he can give you present tense revelation for how he wants you to respond. And let me tell you, then he will be the power in you, through you, to do what he's wanting done. You can ask anything in my name. You see, it's with his authorization. Follow me? Let's don't let this be something taught in a book, preached on a Sunday. Because most of us will walk out of here, and if I were to ask you tomorrow what I preached on, you'd say, well, I was there. And let me be honest, if you were to ask me what I preached on Sunday, I would say, well, I was there. Here, let's set our mind on things above. Just ask God to give you present tense revelation of what He's doing through the Lordship of Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit in our world today. Students go to class in the morning and say, Lord, what are you going to do? You know them blah Mondays? Oh, it's Monday? Go in and say, God, what do you want to do on Monday? Open my eyes and let me see. Let's see what God will do with a kingdom authority in our world. Would you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we honor you and bless you. We thank you that, God, you've given us far more than we understand. You've given us keys that we don't even we don't even have a, a, a hold on yet. Father, would you touch our lives would you open our eyes like Gehazi 
Would you let us see from heaven's perspective? Would, we, would you give us revelation to see an unfolding? Take the blinders off that we can really see what's going on. That's not about me. It's about you and about what you're doing and it's about others. Father, will you transform our world by your power with your keys? By the power and the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking you to touch our lives in a way that we've not been touched before. That we could touch others in a way that would transform their lives. Whatever you want done this morning, Lord, right now, I invite you to give us revelation and to do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand together with me? Darren's going to lead us in a time of worship. I'm just going to invite you to to respond to what God is saying to you. We have ministry teams available at each side of the auditorium. We just invite you, just respond. For me, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see. Give God opportunity and then respond to Him in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.